We are continuing to follow this breaking news out of North Charlotte, the University City area. There was a police-involved shooting earlier today where CMPD shot and killed a man, a 43-year-old man. They say he was armed. They say they were in imminent danger. And the family of that man says that's not true. So police say they were searching for a suspect with an outstanding warrant when another man, the victim, got out of the vehicle with a firearm, they say posing an imminent deadly threat. They then shot the unidentified man. Detectives say they recovered the firearm that the victim was holding at the scene. An officer has reportedly been injured in the protest tonight. corroborate what he said earlier today is true that in fact a gun was found uh in this yes. particular case and it wasn't a book that that's correct and i know this police chief he's one of the best there is and i trust him immensely and now that i'm governor of north carolina i'm gonna do everything i can to support him and these police officers and uh I, i've just declared a state of emergency we're going to be bringing in National Guard right now to help the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department. And we're also going to be bringing in state highway troopers to uh, supplement their needs, primarily to uh, protect buildings so the police can arrest those necessary, uh, these people who are causing damage to buildings and also trying to harm people in the, in the great city of Charlotte. This is The Worth Report. Here are your hosts, Nick Wharton and Glenn Wright. It's Saturday. I usually say good Saturday, but unfortunately, this has been a, a trying week for our fair city. But uh, nevertheless, welcome to the Worth Report. I'm your host, Nick Wharton, here with my good friend, Glenn Wright, founder and president of Worth Financial. Our brand promises each week we'll bring you news that you can immediately use to manage your financial planning and offer commentary on local, national, and global events that affect your ability to sustain your financial future. Glenn, I would say, how are you this morning? But I think I get a sense of how you're doing, and it's probably very similar to how I'm feeling this Saturday morning. It is. It is, Nick. This is, um, I just got back home and, uh, from California from, from a marvelous trip, and as soon as I land, I hear everything that's going on in my great queen city, and um, it's just it's unfortunate. I mean, we hear the National Guards in town, and um, it's it's just it's just a bad experience. It looks very poorly on our city. Well, it really it really does. You know, a few weeks ago, you know, we we've talked about um, we've been talking about wealth management. We've been talking about how um, you know families can build wealth uh, in a in a wonderful city that has um, unfortunately a sort of record of not moving poor people from poverty to working middle class. And in fact, we do it. Um, worse than any major city in the country. And I think some of the backdrop to the aftermath of um, the death of Keith Scott, all the, I know there's an investigation going on about this police shooting, uh, and all of that will probably become clearer and clearer and clearer still. But what we do know is that, not unlike Baltimore, we have people who are uh, protesting and rioting in the streets, um, and the backdrop of that, I suppose, is poverty. Uh, I want to offer our condolences to the family of Keith Scott uh, and how um, and wish them well. 
uh, throughout this whole crisis, if you will. Uh, so there's a, a statement from the family uh, hoping and wishing that uh, people would protest if they have those feelings, but uh, not be violent. But we're in a very strange time right now, my friend. Uh, I'm not certain what the road ahead looks like. Yeah. But we've got to be upbeat, and we've got to uh, think that this is the kind of city that will pull itself together, have a very serious conversation with itself about the economy, about race, racial reconciliation, about how the communities are policed. Uh, but I, how you feeling, man? Talk, talk. Uh, what's your what's your reaction? How's your family even adjusting to this? It's uh, it's interesting. You know, we um, um, have a business downtown, so it's interesting to see. All the dynamics. Was your, was your um, business was affected at all? No, no. Luckily, everything was uh, is fine um, there, so hoping that it remains that way. But when you look at what's going on, on top of everything else, which we just talked about Colin Kaepernick. Yes, and what, did, he, and what he was doing and why he stood a stand, and he's right. getting these death threats, and now people see why it was yeah. being done. And then you take Tulsa, which happened just a few days ago. On top of this, uh, people are angry. Yeah, they are. So... Me being the financial person that I am, and I look at things, I see everything with zeros and ones and numbers, and sure. that's just who I am. So one of the things I look at, are why are people doing the things they're doing? Like I'm watching CNN, I'm watching these different news stations, and seeing people just really wilding out. Yeah. And it's yeah. because they don't have a voice. That's right. And you look at, to your point, we talk about many times, I'm Charlotte being 50, 50th on the list for upper mobility. When you don't have a voice, you don't have any money, you don't see a way out. And then on top of that, in your own neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you no longer feel safe. And I'm not condoning what they're doing by, by I don't any hear you means. Saying that. I don't hear you saying that at all. But it, it, just, it just seems to be unfortunate. It seems to be unfortunate. So from a financial perspective, what are we going to do? To solve the problem. That's what everyone's saying. So follow the money. And if if African-Americans were equal as it pertains to the unemployment rate, which we're not, if the education, education systems were similar across every landscape, um, things would be different, but they're not. And this is really the lack of resources and opportunities. Um, I, I met someone recently who wanted to get a loan at mm-hmm. a bank mm-hmm. and $25,000 to start their business. That's that's all that they needed. And they went to several banks. They had a great business plan. I actually saw the business plan. It was phenomenal. And uh, the business makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they would be able, they should be able to pay the loan back. They even had a good credit score, but just didn't have the resources uh, to get this going. And the banks turn them down. So mm-hmm. when you feel like you've worked to get to a certain point, and but you don't have access to the resources, again, that's why we're doing this show. Right. So we can give people the, the, the proper resources and information that they can go and be prepared. Because right. sometimes, you know what, life is unfair. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I disagree with how people have been handling this. I think it's been sure. ridiculous. However, there's clearly a problem. Uh, we talked about just last week, mm-hmm. we talked about, um, from an educational perspective, how people have loans 
versus people who are flying on planes going to look at schools, right? So if, if that's the case and it seems not to improve, then you're at some uh, at a certain point you have chaos. Well, you know, and that's the magic word, isn't it? Chaos, um, because it seems to me, when you have these kinds of events, no one can make money. That's Banks right. are closed uptown, uh, stores are closed, yeah. and so you know the price, you know, of exclusion, hmm. not including folk in the economy, as you described, um, it can get to a point where you have. Um, People talk about being angry. And so what we see here, we saw in Baltimore, we saw in Ferguson, we see around the country a sense of anger. But anger, quite frankly, is the secondary emotion. The primary emotion that leads to anger is one of three things and perhaps even more. It could be frustration, Mm -hmm. pain, Mm -hmm. and disappointment. When you're unable to manage those factors, even in your personal life, your financial life, your community life, um, you get anger. And at this point, we have a sort of boiling over of disappointment in, in government, disappointment in, you know, policing. I, I heard one of the presidents who can, um, President Hopeful Trump, uh, talked about bringing back, um, what do you call it, stop and frisk, you know, as, as a process to get folk in the, under control. Well, I'm a New, York, New Yorker, right? Stop and frisk. Resulted in probably, from what I understand, thousands upon thousands of stops. And while African-Americans were stopped, 87%, 12% of those stops resulted in some kind of arrest. Mm. So what we're talking about, you know, is a national platform. Absolutely. Uh, increasing that sort of dynamic. I, and Charles not thinking like that. I don't, I don't believe this is a fairer city. And the point you make about economic um, development, uh, we really need to include more people, more diverse people in the economy. And, you know, Charlotte is a, a giving city. And clearly, our ability to continue to be an economically prosperous city is now at risk. And we've got to include more people, as you say, uh, in the economy through small businesses, through building different routes to economic development. So, you know, it's, and, and we can do it. Oh. Charlotte has the resources. No there, question. There's no question about it. If it's small businesses that drive this economy, then well, we need to do what you recommended. Right? I mean, it's economics one-on-one. When it you is. have more people who are employed, mm-hmm. who are making more money, mm-hmm. there's more money to spend in the economy. And especially in America, we don't, we aren't necessarily known for our savings. Right. So if we make more money, Mm -hmm. the savings rates tend to stay about the same. Therefore, there's more money going back into more businesses, more opportunities, new infrastructure. There's a a higher tax base. Right. So we always complain about the uh, traffic here in in Charlotte. Well, if you want to improve that, let's improve the overall economy. So there's more money to spend on high speed transportation. That's right more public transportation right. and better streets and so forth. So, you know, I, when I look at the media last night in terms of how the, you know, the city, how this whole event was portrayed, it's really interesting. You know, you, mm-hmm. you hear, I remember one, I uh, recall one announcer was saying, uh, this is the worst violence he had seen in, in, in America. He compared it to Ferguson and Baltimore. And Don Lemon, who I, oh, I don't oftentimes care for, mm. he says, well, it really isn't even close to 
you know, those places. And the guy comes back and says, well, wait a minute. He says, well, you're right. I mean, I just saw some fire in a garbage can and some glass was broken. But the mm. need to sensationalize oh, that's uh, what is happening here is, is amazing. Uh, so I get concerned about, you know, how this will affect um, the city's ability to attract business. I mean, let's be clear. We've been talking about HB2, and we know that uh, the, pr- the prospects of almost losing $5 billion for Billions. the state. That's what it'd be, right? It would it be. Mm. You know, and you and I talked one time, I guess we, we were mentioning about um, whether or not the NCAA and some of these other sporting events Pulling out. Uh, after the NBA was going to leave, whether that was going to happen. That's right. So now they're, they're all in and out. That's right. That's right? right. And so I'm thinking, as we were saying before, that uh, South Carolina, you know, is welcome back to the you know, moral universe since they pulled the flag down. They may make a lot more money. That's right. Because Charlotte now appears not to be that attractive. There's nothing worse for an economy than urban unrest. Mm. If folk feel that they can't make money in your town. And, you know, we have a great face on Charlotte. We communicate that to the world. Well, that's that's part of the problem, too. Yes. You can see wealth. I mean, you can't avoid it here in Charlotte. You see the big buildings. You see the the, the nice cars. You see the neighborhoods. Um, you can drive down Charlotte completely under certain streets and say, you know, I don't see a bad neighborhood. Me growing up in Detroit and that's then right. in Memphis, I was surrounded by very, uh, what's it, I'm trying to think of a good word to use, but uh, this poor, yeah, right, right. yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah, very poor. Yeah, I've been say, to Detroit very, a couple times, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the downtown. Yeah. Oh, hey. You know, we're not, we're not even talking about, you Come know, on. outside of downtown. So, it's tough. So it's, you know, when you can see the opposite here. So it's tough when you're going through, but yet you see right across the street that it's there, but how do I get there? And you're looking up, you're talking about martial law, bringing in the troops. Right. You were talking about all these things, but what's going to be good for the economy? That's Not right. extra police, in my opinion, but from an economic perspective, right. using those same dollars to put together programs similar to what you're yes. doing at the Urban League. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. To really help. Job training. Job training. Right. To help people to be fully employed. That's right. And not living wage jobs. Living wage jobs. Yes, not that's just right. that's making right. minimum wage. Right. So therefore, they can be strong, happy, vibrant because they, because they can support their families. Well, Glenn, this is, so, this, is so, this is so great that you're making this point because at the Urban League, we provide training in heating and ventilation, air conditioning systems, f- fiber optics, broadband, Mm-hmm. Microsoft Systems, Construction Academy for highway safety jobs, you mm-hmm. know, um, CAS exams to be linemen on these high-powered wires that provide well above living wage jobs. Mm. Well above. Uh, and so I just, you know, fear that our city becomes less attractive. And you made the point that you can drive through the city and, you know, if you stay on any main throughways, you won't see any poverty. And so ironically and paradoxically, the poverty that you could not see, you couldn't see driving through town, has been visited upon the downtown environment. Mm. Now you see. Now you see it. Now you see who has been left out. Mm-hmm. Now we can certainly critique the morality of their behavior, which is outrageous. Violence should never be you know, a part of the equation around protests. Mm-hmm. But man, you can see you know, who has been invisible in mm. Charlotte. Mm. And they show, I and mean, right down in the center city with all the beautiful lights, and they, for one night, which was just frightening for many, they were in charge. 
And that, 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 just, that just, we've got to change that equation. Yeah. We've got to do better. I know we can. Yeah. I mean. The, I know we can. I listened to one person speak on TV and he was articulate. He was, but you could tell just looking at him, uh, he was clearly as frustrated. He was, you know, protesting. Um, but why wasn't he gainfully employed? Yes. You know, what's, yes. what's the story yes. of, of his life? And and it goes right. back to the beginning by not necessarily having the, the right people around you. You know, I, um, it's interesting. The last few Sundays at church, uh, the pastor spoke about how people need to be removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like when Jesus came to heal Talitha, and but he had to remove the people out of the house. And there are several instances just like that, how, but this is Jesus, move people in order to accomplish his goal. And sometimes we need to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as these people are looking to protest and you get enraged because your person next to you is enraged right. and it just builds up to something that um, that becomes terrible. Right. It's important to look at what's the real goal here. What are we really trying to accomplish? Now, let's come together and do that. And if the people around you aren't speaking that way, then maybe you need to do something different. The next one is looking at who you spend your time with on a personal level to see, you know, are they trying to move ahead the right way? You know, are they are they trying to do the right things the right way? How can I find a Nick Warden who can help give me the resources to help me? How can I talk to a Glenn Wright who can give me the resources to help me make good financial decisions. Right. If I have three, four, five hundred dollars, do right. I go and spend that at the mall, or right. do I actually save that money and ultimately so I can invest it? That's right. You know, well, that's spot on. Yeah, wow, that's spot on. You know, l- l- last night I, I I told you I got a phone call from a from a very important person who's going to come on this show. Okay, uh, Anthony Morrow, yeah. shooting guard for the OKC. OKC right? Thunder. OKC Absolutely. Thunder. You know, yeah. so he called me last evening to say that he was so distraught about what was happening to his city in Charlotte. And we talked about it. We talked about the pain that he felt about his city. And it suddenly dawned on me that I said, hey, man, that's right, you're in Tulsa. And you're going through some stuff out in Tulsa the same way. He's he's close enough. He's he's about about an hour away. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's right there. So he talked about the shooting of the unarmed guy in Tulsa. And he talked about the, the, the environment is absolutely the same in terms of the pain and anguish that folk were dealing with. Well, you know, Tulsa has a lot of anguish going back, what, 70, 80 years ago? Oh, man, listen. Yeah, yeah the Tulsa riots. Yeah. You know, it's legendary. That was the Wall Street. That's right. Black Wall Street. That's Tulsa, right. right. That's right. 1910, 1920. I mean, that, yeah. that was it. That's it. Uh, and that whole economy, black community is doing, you know, not even close to what it was, right? No, no, by no so, means. So one of the things he mentioned is uh, it would trigger a uh, thought for me as he talked about how family structures in Charlotte has changed and how uh, he, he talked about how, you know, uh, there was so many uh, children having children mm. and they didn't have the benefit of those rich social relationships that would vi- advise them about families, about financial matters, about a whole range of things. And so what you have is such a fractured community without resources. And yeah. so when he sees these folk in the streets, as you would say, Wilding, he gets it, that they don't know what they don't know. It's not like you can just sit and talk to some people with a rational you know, sense of things because they have been so locked out of conversations that you, in many ways, this is him speaking, 
You're talking two different languages. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So we've got a community of folk um, who are simply locked out of knowing what they don't know. Hmm. Now, that's scary. It's one thing to know, you know, you know some things you don't know and you want to get some questions. But it's a different thing. This is different to not know what you don't know. I mean, hmm. literally not even know how to ask the right question. Yeah. So we've, we've nothing short. Um, the Urban League talks about a Marshall Plan, uh, one that was done in Europe, you know, after the war, where we really infuse communities, not just minority com- communities, but underserved communities, economic resources, entrepreneurial you know, investment, like you've been saying, educational opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. Oh. And the numbers aren't really on our side because the demographics suggest that African-Americans, Latinos, even in the red states, they will be overrunning mm. the majority. Mm. You see? And so, but they're underskilled, underprepared to assume leadership roles and, and have sufficient economic lives. So we really got to do some things differently. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, there tends to be more money for everybody involved. Absolutely. So that makes the sense. You can't be afraid because at the end of the day, if you do this the right way, if the person who's afraid who may own the the, uh, the bags now. That's right. Will own even more later. Absolutely. If they do this the right way. So, Absolutely. But now you're helping somebody else at, at, at the same time. Um, it's interesting. I just got back from California, as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. So we're talking about things and. Just finished a plan. What an expensive state to live in. Oh, very expensive. So we focus on, a lot of our planning focuses on tax planning. Mm -hmm. So just to let you know a little bit of it. Sure. There are plans that are available where we can actually help our clients pay no state or federal tax Mm -hmm. by selling their businesses. So there are businesses who may be worth 80, 100, 500 million Mm -hmm. dollars, and they can pass that on to their employees or someone else income tax free without paying tax. Income tax free. Right. Wow. So, but Whoa. so so you take so that's incredible. Those are the type of things that that we're able to do. But at the same token, I think about um, you know I'm a rap fan. So Shorty Low died. Uh, he you know he died. He was 40 years old. So yeah. wait wait slow down here man. Yeah. What 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 is what is he? Do you know any of his songs? You, they know. Could you? They know. Could you? Could you? Dun, kinda, dun, dun. They know. They know. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do a little bit more, man. Big up beat. to all my so give us some back, back beat, man. But give us some uh, back beat, man. But uh, but that's it. So yeah, I, I know him well, and I know the song well. I don't know right. him, right? And but he he was infamous or famous because not just the music, mm-hmm. but because he has uh, eleven children mm-hmm. by ten different women. Okay. So he was coming up with a reality show. Talking about he needs a reality. Yeah, show. talking about them. So he died in a car accident, and my first thought is, yeah, he has all this bling bling and stuff that's probably worth nothing. Uh, but does he have life insurance? That was my first thought. And if he does, how much does he have? Does he have? You know, he would probably need to have at least ten million dollars worth. So, oh, yeah, he's okay. out. He, he was from Atlanta. So we look at. What the things that that my firm does and what mm-hmm. we're able to do on how we're able to save and help so many people who are already ultra successful to save even more. But what happens to people like Shorty Lowe? Who's approaching him about good financial management? Hmm. You know, who I, su- I suppose the court system is. Yeah. Well, 
I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, unfortunately, and and they don't know. So. Right. They know, right. but not them. Oh, they don't that's know. That's good. That's good. That yeah. Was done. Well done. So, um, but that that said, he he died in a, obviously a car accident. That's uh, no, it's that's very. It, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And that was my first. I felt sad because mm-hmm. you don't want anyone to pass of course, away. Of course, of course. Suddenly, and then my next thought was, I wonder if he had life insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the the basics. What we have mm-hmm. to do, and again, while we're here mm-hmm. doing this show every week, is to make sure. People have adequate resources That's right. to do this. So That's what right. happens right now? We have work stoppages. Yes, you know, we do. I mean, we have the uh, different businesses are closing down. What happens if that's if you're an employee yeah. of that business? And let's say you were on an hourly wage. Yeah. You're yeah. not getting paid. Well, there's, you know. <laughs> there's no there's no yeah. short term disability right. plan right. for right. something like that. What happens yeah. if you if, if you get mm-hmm. vandalized? What happened yes. to those people? Because right. there was vandalism. Yes, right. So it's going to take time before those businesses reopen. Right. That's why it's mm-hmm. so important mm-hmm. to make sure you save. You save and invest yeah. your money. Have your mm-hmm. six-month mm-hmm. emergency reserve mm-hmm. at a minimum. So that means if your expenses are 2000 a month, mm-hmm. you need two times six, which right. is $12,000 minimum well, save well, for the, days like this. Well, you're raising an interesting point because as we talked a moment ago about this sort of series of financial hits our state is going to be taking. Um, we talked about HB2 and, and what that's going to do to our economy. So now we have um, this incredible event that has, you know, who knows what the shelf life of these events are, right? Yep. The last thing we need is a, is a major weather event. I mean, can you can imagine that the, the trifecta. No, you know no I, mean? I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to think about saying, it. So you think about insurance and security and planning, just the whole notion of planning for the unforeseen. I don't know how you plan for this, but I suspect you got to be thinking about unforeseen things happening. I don't. I mean, maybe that's a reach, but man, that that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, this is this is going to hurt. I mean, there have been proposals in our legislature to actually roll back. And eliminate our state income tax. So that was that's the plan. It's been reduced over the last couple of years, and it's the the goal was to ultimately eliminate it to make it a more favorable place to live. Um, so more inviting for people to come in and right. stay. So, right. but that hasn't. Um, but, but because of this, because of the five billion going away, because mm-hmm. of whatever this is mm-hmm. going to cost, then right. now that's that right. can is going to be kicked down a little further. And so, so the election also poses some challenges. Now, you think about um, our current governor and how he's um, dealt with education, mm-hmm. the issue you just, you just raised, and you hear his, his opponent and how he's talking about trying to change the fiscal and policy climate in Raleigh, you know, that, that kind of rewrites some things. I mean, because we've been really hurting, and, and of course the city's, you know, this whole shift in the legislature to the rural areas to sort of spite the cities who mm-hmm. generate so much capital. This election is a big deal, not just uh, for the presidential election, but down ticket. Oh, it is. It's going to have huge economic implications. In fact, you know, we talk in another show about uh, the governor's race and who's proposing the smartest economic plan that could really focus on urban environments. And we've been looking at the national, but we need to shift our focus and start talking about this governor's race. Because I think it's really holds some real interesting dynamics. What oh, do you think? Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. I yeah. think it's going to be 
quite interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm curious to see why people vote anyway. Many people vote out of their economic interest. Absolutely. Hopefully, in this case, i hopeful that everyone will vote in their economic interest. And things right. tend to work the right way when people do. That's right. We got some debates coming up. Yeah. And that's sure, that's sure to be a sideshow. Uh, especially with this uh, with all this I stuff now. I can't wait, it's man. Be it's almost, it almost feels like... Um, like Ali, you know, Frazier, man, the way they're talking about it, man. It's like you want to get dressed and uh, get a seat, you know, in the front row and, and watch it go down. Now, you know, I heard uh, someone say, uh, how, Hillary, how are you preparing for these debates? And they said, well, it depends on what medication Trump is on. Mm. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, you know. I, I just fell out my chair. I thought it was so funny. But it should be really interesting. I hope they talk about the economy, though. I hope they get down and talk about the economy. Well, if they do, then right. guess what? We're going to be right behind them. Yeah, that's letting right. Letting the people know that's right. what that really means that's to them. That's right. So that should be the plan, but I think they also ought to address, you know, crime, community policing. you got to address that now. You know, sometimes the events of the day carry the day, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that all comes together. So we got a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks to, to see how it all wraps up. Uh, Glenn, it's great, great to talk to you as, all, as always. Always, Nick. Always, Nick. Yeah. Especially at times like this. It's always good to, to hear your, your thoughts with everything as well. Yeah, man. This is so good. So I'll see you on the other side, my man. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye-bye. This has been The Worth Report with your host, Nick Wharton and Glenn Wright. To learn more about Worth Financial and to speak to one of their advisors, call 704-731-0121. That's 704-731-0121. Or log on to worthadvisors.com. That's worthadvisors.com.